Today is Wednesday, March 17th. The title for our devotional is The Lonely Places. Jesus not only taught his followers to pray in the secret place, but he demonstrated it throughout his life as well. From his life, we see that the foundation of his public ministry was his private life in prayer. For the rest of the week, we will look at examples of this. First one is in Luke 5, 15 to 16. It says this, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This passage occurs early on in Jesus' ministry as his popularity is on the rise. Luke notes that the news was spreading about him and crowds of people were coming to him. Our Western fast-paced mindset would say to take advantage of this opportunity. Don't waste a moment. Give the people what they want. More is better. Strike while the iron's hot. I could go on and on. Yet Jesus' response is different. In the midst of all this public ministry, Luke is sure to note that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It seems as if the more popular Jesus became, the more he needed solitude and prayer. The language here tells us a lot about Jesus' practice. First, he did this often. This wasn't a one-time weekend retreat. It was something Jesus practiced often, and the gospel writers noticed it. Next, we see that he withdrew. This is a simple detail, but probably the most difficult aspect of this practice for us today. Jesus had to withdraw from the crowd in his public ministry to have solitude. The simple truth is that we will have to withdraw from something to have solitude. This is increasingly more difficult in our ever-connected digital world. We have the ability to video chat with someone on the other side of the world. Our social media platforms allow us to see what everyone is talking about all the time. I haven't even mentioned the people we see face to face on a daily basis. With this constant distraction and entertainment, it is increasingly more difficult for us to withdraw into solitude. There is always something else that we can be doing, and to have solitude, we must leave those other things. Whatever our reasons for constant engagement, no matter how noble they are, Jesus had more reason to stay constantly engaged. He was healing people, casting out demons, teaching the truth of God. He was the Messiah, and he only had three years to do his work. Yet, he withdrew often to connect with God. The final thing we see here is that Jesus would withdraw to lonely places. As the Gospels document, he would often withdraw to a mountain, a hill, or a garden, or even the wilderness or the desert. The word here translated as lonely places is the same word translated wilderness or desert, as in the wilderness which the Spirit leads Jesus into to be tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4. Depending on the context, it can mean wilderness, deserted or lonely place, or solitary place. It's in these places where Jesus connects with God and finds his strength. Like Jesus, we need a lonely place to withdraw to often. It may be a quiet room in the house without the TV on and electronics put away to avoid distraction. 
It may be the front porch or the backyard. It may be a local trail or a favorite spot by the river or lake. It needs to be a place where you can visit often and find solitude. For additional content today, I'm going to read a portion of another book. Uh, This book by John Mark Comer is titled The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. With that title, I think you get the idea of what the book is all about. He has a chapter on silence and solitude. In this chapter, he goes through a number of bullet points on what it looks like when we are not practicing silence and solitude that I thought would be super helpful for us. He says this, when we don't practice this Jesus soul habit, we reap the consequences. We feel distant from God and end up living off somebody else's spirituality. Via a podcast feed or book or one-page devotional we read before we rush out the door to work. We feel distant from ourselves. We lose sight of our identities and callings. We get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, not the important. We feel an undercurrent of anxiety that rarely, if ever, goes away. This sense that we're always behind, always playing catch-up, never done. Then we get exhausted. We wake up and our first thoughts are, already? I can't wait to go to bed. We lag through our days, our low-grade energy on loan from our stimulants of choice. Even when we catch up on our sleep, we feel a deeper kind of tired. Then we turn to our escapes of choice. We run out of energy to do what's actually life-giving for our souls, say, prayer. And instead, we turn to the cheap fix. Another glass of wine, a new show streaming online, our social media feeds, porn. We become easy prey for the tempter, just furthering our sense of distance from God and our souls. Then, emotional unhealth sets in. We start living from the surface of our lives, not the core. We're reactionary. The smallest thing is a trigger, a throwaway line from the boss, a snide comment from a coworker, a suggestion from a spouse or roommate. It doesn't take much. We lose our tempers, bark at our kids, Get defensive, sulk, feel angry or sad, often both. These are the signs and symptoms of a life without silence and solitude. Tomorrow, we'll continue on and read the alternative signs and symptoms of a life lived with solitude as a core practice. For reflection time today, think about what you will have to withdraw from to have solitude. For most of us, it is likely forms of entertainment that, if we're honest, should be quite easy to withdraw from. For some of us, it will be work and the laptop. For us extroverts, it will be people, even the people that we love the most sometimes. For introverts, it may be a book or certain hobbies. Remember, we all have to withdraw from something to have solitude. Especially during this season of Lent leading up to Easter, it's a good time to practice this and think about what we should be withdrawing from in order to practice communion with God. Think through your most common hindrances to solitude and pray. Mentally prepare yourself to withdraw from those things for a time.